Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to... Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. Also feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC Sativa Podcasts. You can check out and find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will help bump up the pod in their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. You can, you, we plan on doing really big things with our humble little projects such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. By supporting us, you're able to help us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. Again, that is www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support today's episode is going to go over a couple of things um so um i mentioned previously um that um new york and um the governor of new york was going to announce his uh legalization plan um he announced that i believe on tuesday and um i just caught wind of uh, a leafly article that um outlined the specifics of that plan So I'm going to spend much of today's episode reading that article and talking about this plan. I mean, it'll be a brief episode right now. Um, So I'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Ohio's uh, victory. Um, They they opened their first few dispensaries after months of uh, delays and hand-wringing and just BS that that the patients of Ohio had to deal with and just sort of reefer madness from sort of their own lawmakers sort of dragging their feet and whatnot. But um, the dispensaries, after several years of, of delays, um, finally opened in, I think, um, in, I think four locations. But, um, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll talk about both those things in this podcast. But let me read um, the article about uh, New York's legalization plan. And I am going to give you a hint. I am going to give you a spoiler right now. Um, there's no home grow again in um, New York's plan. Um, like Rhode Island, they're going to go the no home grow route. So let me just read the article and we'll talk about the comment. I'll, I'll give my commentary after the article has been read. All right. So this article is from Leafly and the article is titled New York Legalization Plan Would Regulate Cannabis, Hemp, and CBD. And it's from David Colon. And um, let, me, let me read the article. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo unveiled details of his cannabis plan on Tuesday afternoon in a State of the State speech, as well as details of his fiscal year 2020 budget. Cuomo's plan in the fir- would be the first in the nation 
would be the first in the nation to regulate medical marijuana, adult-use cannabis, hemp, and hemp-derived products such as CBD under one state agency, a proposed new Office of Cannabis Management. The proposal also emphasized equality in a broad, vague way. Cuomo said legalizing cannabis must occur in a, in a way that creates economic opportunities for poor communities and people who pay the price, not for rich corporations who are going to come in to make a quick buck. Quote. Three-tier licenses capped. As for what, as for what this plan would actually look like, Cuomo's budget book proposes a three-tiered model of distribution, which would mean growing, distributing, and selling cannabis would all be covered by by different licenses given out by an Office of Cannabis Management, OCM. Three-tiered licensing is how Washington State's system is set up, based on the state's three-tiered alcohol industry model. Here are some highlights of Cuomo's plan. A new, agent, a new agency, the Office of Cannabis Management, would regulate the state industry, including hemp and hemp-derived products such as CBD. Home growing would not be allowed. The number of licensed cannabis growers and retailers would be limited. Growers could not also be retailers. Grower licenses caps are also expected to prevent New York mar- the New York market from becoming flooded with cannabis like Oregon, thus crashing prices. I mean, I fail to see how that's a bad thing for uh, consumers and medical patients, but uh, I mean, I digress. Liquor store owners would be cut out of the cannabis market. Legislative language in the budget prohibits the holder of an alcohol retail license from acquiring a cannabis retail license. There is a focus on craft growing operations and co-ops to ensure meaningful and sustained participation by communities disproportionately harmed by cannabis prohibition. The OCM would be in charge of sealing certain cannabis related criminal records and directing money towards neighborhoods harmed by prohibition. The OCM would also ensure quality control for both recreational and medical cannabis as the Cannabis Control Commission does in Massachusetts. Stores open in 2020. The governor's budget director, Robert Mujica, told reporters in Albany that cannabis retail establishments could be open as soon as next year if legislation passes this year. In addition, as Cuomo had said earlier this week, the governor announced in his speech that counties the counties and large cities would be allowed to opt out of hosting dispensaries within their borders. Pay the tax man. Cuomo's plan would tax cannabis at three stages of distribution. Those taxes would include a cultivation state tax of $1 per dry weight gram of flour and $0.25 per dry weight gram per cannabis trim. A wholesale sales tax paid by the retailer at a rate of 20% of the invoice price when purchasing wholesale cannabis from growers and or processors. A second wholesale tax, 2% of the invoice price will be dedicated to the county in which the retail store is located. The The devil would be in the details. Advocates and legislatures 
in favor of recreational cannabis reacted with cautious optimism. State Sen Liz Kruger, sponsor of Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act, told Leafly, I'm glad the governor has embraced the necess necessity of ending the prohibition of on adult use marijuana, but she had to re review the exact details of the executive budget proposal. Quote, we want to see a policy that is responsive to the lives of New Yorkers, not solely based on business interests. Cassandra Frederick, the director of the New York State Drug Policy Alliance, said in a statement after the speech. DPA officials said they, they were also waiting to go over the full text of the proposed legislation and, and called for Cuomo's administration to include a micro-licensing structure and a small business incubator program in the law that ultimately passes in order to let local businesses thrive. As for the idea of local bans, State Senator Julius Salazar tweeted that local bans were unacceptable because they disadvantaged New Yorkers in they disadvantaged New Yorkers in banned counties from entering the potentially lucrative trade. New Yorkers have been enormously harmed by criminalization. Alleviating that harm must also be our top priority, end quote. And that wraps up the um, end of the article. Um, the, the byline, um, the article writer is David Cologne. And um, so, yeah, that sort of wraps that up. Um, so I guess let me sort of give my thoughts on that. Um, I'm, I'm glad that New York is, um, is, is going to join the fold and be one of the states that... Um, that legalizes marijuana through uh, legislative action. Um, that's very good. It's very, it's very awesome that you know that New York is going to sort of join the fold. But let me outline some things I don't like. Um, so th they're going to ban home grow, which, I mean, this, I mean, I don't, I don't need to go on as to how bad this is and how problematic this is. But I mean. They're trying to make it so these these dispensaries sort of have monopoly, and you know if people are home growing and growing in their brick stones or they're growing in their houses upstate or whatever, then you know that's less money that's that's less tax re revenue that they can extract from the from from tourists and and, and residents, and you know by 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 banning home grow, they sort of create a monopoly in a sense, and I feel like. That's what Jersey's trying to do. That's what Rhode Island has already announced in their plan. And now New York is going to be a no-homegrown state. So you're going to have a couple states, as it seems, um, not having homegrown. But, um, I mean, that's what you can expect out of... Um, I mean, I feel like that's what you can expect out of legislatures that, that legalize, you know. I mean, a lot in a lot of ways... Um, Notice how all the states, virtually all the states except Vermont right now, have legalized via ballot measure. Because lawmakers, lawmakers are still very skittish, as we talked about last week. Um, lawmakers, governors, they're still very skittish on, on, on marijuana. And they're, they just, you know, they still think of it as icky and bad. And they have to re regulate and restrict it as much as possible, you know. They still hold the plant in contempt and, you know... You know, they're only legalizing it because they feel they have to do it to sort of keep their jobs. But, 
you know, the thing is, you know, when you have law make, when you have, st when, in a lot of these states, you don't have ballot measures, you know, so you're on the mercy of, of lawmakers who a lot of the time hold marijuana in contempt. So they're not going to, they're not going to sort of legislate and, 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 and create laws that, you know, cannabis connoisseurs and cannabis pioneers are going to like because, you know, they're so divorced from cannabis in their lives in general. And, you know, as, as lawmakers, they're so far removed and so ignorant about it that, you know, they're going to put all these sort of laws and all these sort of, you know, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to legislate, to legislate it with, with cannabis consumers and enthusiasts in mind. They're going to do it through their own sort of reefer madness attached lens. And, um, when, when you're at the mercy of lawmakers, you're going to have all these shenanigans happen, you know? I mean, like Pennsylvania, for example, they didn't have ballot measures and, you know, they legalized medical marijuana, but at first they banned whole plant because the law, you know, cause the law, cause of the lawmakers reefer madness, you know, eventually there was enough pressure put on them that they allowed whole plant to be vaporized and, you know, they still they still condemn smoking it and they will take away your license if you do. But um but I mean that's another example of sort of lawmakers um putting forth a backward sort of thing because they they're operating from reefer madness for the most part. Um so I mean I like let me list off some things I do like about this proposal. Um the from from the speech of, of of the governor in in the Tuesday address I watched, he seems very attuned to the social justice aspect of of, of marijuana legalization, and that's 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 very positive and that's very good, you know, because when you're legalizing marijuana, expungement, expungement, and justice for those harmed by 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 prohibition, that that has to be on the table. You know, that that has to be part legalization and expungement have to go hand in hand. And I'm I'm glad that the governor, the governor Cuomo and, and lawmakers in New York are seeing it that way. It's it's very beautiful. And, you know, we really, really, really it's it's it can't be understated how important it is to right the wrong and 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 release people who who were incarcerated incarcerated over cannabis it's it's so important that we do that it's so important that be front and center of any cannabis any effective cannabis policy you know that has to be on the table it's it's a non-starter if you don't have that and i'm glad that 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 Cuomo sees the importance of that um i mean and the um the taxation um so I mean it's I mean it's hard to know how that's going to work out until you know we see this happen in 2020 when when they're when they're slated to have their stores open it's it's hard to see how that's going to sort of pan out that when what impact that's going to have on prices but I mean that should be interesting to watch um another thing that they did which sucks is that um they they made it so 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 uh towns and cities can opt out so you're gonna have what has happened to all the other legal states like california you know only one in seven communities allow recreational cannabis with all these local bans when you give when you give cities counties and localities the ability to do it 
what ends up happening is as, as I've seen in my home state of uh, Grassachusetts is that you've got you've got lawmakers and you've got city council people who who believe re, who believe wholeheartedly in reefer madness that they need to ban it in their communities and a lot of times you have these city council people and local and city governments that are unanimously banning it like the city council like a unilateral group of four or five people are, are going and banning recreational marijuana business in their own cities, you know, even though the state as a whole might have voted for it. You know, you're going to have that you're going to have that same problem you've had in all these legal states that you've had in Cali, that you've had in Massachusetts with a lot of cities and towns opting out and weed being cloistered in just a few areas until these city city council people get their heads out of their bums and stop sitting on their hands in and 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 uh and and lawmaking and ruling using reefer madness so i mean you're gonna you're gonna have those shenanigans sort of happening when you allow cities and towns to sort of opt out so I guess that sort of wraps up what I, what my sort of thoughts were on 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 this. Um, I mean, there's one more thing I do want to comment on. Um, the, what they're going to do, from what I understand of the articles, they're going to sort of merge um, the adult use cannabis, hemp, the hemp industries, and adult use cannabis into one department, which which uh Massachusetts has done. Um I mean I would just say that they should just sort of proceed with caution on this. Um you know in Washington state when I visited there um when I visited Seattle on vacation, you know, I was shooting this I was shooting the shit with like the Uber driver and he was talking about how, you know, the driver himself disclosed right, disclosed right away that he doesn't he's never used pot, but what he ended up saying was that, you know, the way that they implemented recreational there ended up screwing over medical users because they sort of merged their medical and recreational program. So you had it, so everything was just adult use. So if you're a medical patient, you know, you're having to, to fight in line and compete with someone just looking to have a good time at a festival. You know, you're having... You're having to fight in line for with people with with twenty one year olds just trying to have fun at a festival when you actually need cannabis for medicine, which I mean, which I don't agree with, but you know we'll see how this all unfolds. So um, let me talk about uh, let me talk about Ohio's uh, victory. Um, I'll make this I'll make this short. Let me read the article, another Leafly article by Leafly staff, and the article is titled. First medical marijuana sales finally kick off. Ohio's first medical marijuana sales are set to kick off at 9 a.m. Wednesday, nearly nearly after two and a half years after the state legalization measure became law and roughly four months after the system was slated to open. In other words, this has been a long time coming for Ohio patients and caretakers. Here's what you need to know. Dispensaries open Wednesday or, or yesterday. Four dispensaries across the state said they are planning to open at 9 a.m. Wednesday. They are CY Plus of Win- Wintersville, the Forest Sandusky in Sandusky, 
Ohio Valley Natural Relief in Wintersville and the Botanist in Canton. Dozens more dispensaries are set to open in the coming weeks. Leafly has put together a map of all 56 dispensaries granted provisional licenses by the state last year. What should I bring? Dispensaries are open to Ohioan, Ohioans with a doctor's recommendation for medical cannabis as well as resi resi registered caretakers. By be sure to make be sure to bring a valid government ID along with your Ohio marijuana registry card. While some dispensaries may have ATMs on site, it is always a good idea to bring cash. Where can I buy? Most standard medical marijuana products are expected to be available, including cannabis flower, oils, topical stinctures, edibles, patches. Keep in mind that smoking cannabis remains prohibited. So if you pick up so if you pick up flower, be sure to have access to a dry herb vaporizer. Under Ohio medical marijuana law, patients can purchase up to a 90-day supply of cannabis. Please keep in mind that the initial rollout may be slower than expected. Perhaps no surprise to Ohio patients at this point. The State Medical Board of Ohio had said to expect limited amounts and types of cannabis products at first, warning there may be product shortages at the program's launch. So that's the end of that article. Um, so just sort of some brief comments on that. Um, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's great, and I'm happy for Ohioans for their dispensaries finally opening, and, and, and it's awesome that they finally are starting to have access to their medicine, but it's it's a shame and it's BS that they're lawmakers and that, that things were dragged on this long, you know. I know in my home state, you know, we legalized medical in 2012, but due to corrupt local politics and corrupt BS, it took three years three years I'm, I'm not joking three years for the first medical marijuana dispensary to open in 2015 and um you know you know ohio went through a sort of a similar thing that mass went through you know and having to wait so darn long for it and another thing that i didn't like or you know as i re i mean as i reported on ohio's program or as i talked about it in previous podcasts um, they have a no they have a no smoking sort of law so they're they're like Pennsylvania more or less where you can buy dry herb herb cannabis but you are prohibited from smoking as the article says you know it's just lawmakers who don't like cannabis and who believe in reefer madness putting these no smoke bans in effect you know I mean I I get that people people don't like the smell of marijuana smoke and that um not er not everyone's a fan of smoking it they might be edible people or tincture or uh vape pen people but you know i i don't believe that this is a decision that these lawmakers should make this this is a doctor patient relationship type issue so you know it should be up to the doctor issuing that recommendation to be like hey you know i don't i don't you know, smoking may not be the best way of doing it, but, you know, keep that in mind when you're using this as a medicine. It's up to that doctor to make that sort of judgment call and say that, 
You know, it shouldn't be up to these lawmakers saying you cannot smoke your marijuana, or we'll we'll ban your we'll ban you from the medical program, and we'll we'll yank your card away and throw you in jail or whatever, whatever the hell they're going to do if you break break the rules and smoke your fucking medicine. This is just bullshit. It's complete and total and utter bullshit. You know, I was, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm I wanted to sort of hold back on swearing this year, but. You know, when I when I see lawmakers, you know, just using reefer madness and, and banning you from smoking your medicine and, and and interfering in a doctor patient relationship, I can't help but to rant and get passionate and perhaps swear about it. But I mean, if if you're out there in Ohio, I mean, I would I mean, I would lobby I would lobby your lawmakers to allow you to smoke and I would lobby your whoever's in charge of medical marijuana to allow the whole plant cannabis to be smoked. But, you know, I, I understand that in a lot of states, you know, this is, I guess, sort of the best you could sort of get, you know, given the dynamics of your state. But I would still push for whole plant medicine, you know, to be used for, for smoking if, if you if you so choose to do so. I mean, I will say, um, I also will say sort of one more thing about the New York uh, situation. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're, you've sort of been living under a rock, you know, but New York City, you know, is a pretty huge city and there's a lot of renters and um, a lot of people that that rent apartments and that that live in apartments and one logistical thing that they're going to have to undertake in New York City where where cannabis is going to be legal which is one place cannabis will be legal in all of New York State they're going to have to look into the, into the logistics of, of where renters are going to use or consume cannabis because I know that this is going to come up, you know, and I, I know there's going to be a lot of heated discussion on this um, through lawmakers, through, uh, you know, landlords not wanting their tenants to smoke or, or vaporizing the apartment or the brickstone, whatever, you know. I really hope that when New York looks into this legalization like they're trying to do, that they look into how renters and how people that don't own property are going to have places to smoke because if they're if they're going to pull the same shit that all these other states and all these other areas that have legalized which is all of them virtually every single place that is legalized has put bans on public smoking yet they drag their feet on lounges and on-site consumption places where people can use so what ends up happening in all of these legal states is that you have people who who have the right to smoke but have nowhere that they can legally use their product and smoke. So you're having people getting doing it in public and getting tickets and fines and getting trouble by, by cops and by other people. And you have tourists that have no place to smoke that are just seedily going in public and doing it or, or going in restaurant bathrooms or any number of weird things people are having to do to get around the fact that when all these states decided to legalize that they put no places where people can use and this is really a product a, a, a problem unique to, to, to marijuana because 
think about it because when when they made alcohol legal again in the 30s did you have any law saying that did you have any law saying that landlords can ban alcohol or anything like that or that you know that you guys can't do alcohol in public but but we're not going to give you bars and places where you can consume alcohol no that's not how it ended up working you know they wholesale legalized it again and allowed people to have bars that they can do it at and allowed people anyone whether they're a renter or not to have a place that they can drink their their alcohol that they purchase from the store you know and I really feel that that needs to be part of an active discussion as New York is looking into legalizing you know this this logistic has to this logistic has to be addressed and it's it's essential and it's key and it's imperative than it is and um, I mean what they can do what what they can do and what the other 10 states need to do they need to just be like Canada and a lot of parts of Canada and just be like hey you can you can smoke marijuana anywhere you can smoke tobacco you know as long as you're you're 50 feet from the building or whatever 25 feet from the building it's fair game that's what they need to do that's, that's what all these states need to do that's what New York needs to look into you know if you're a I mean that just solves the issue if if, if states if states and, and, and areas are, are skittish about making it legal and having people smoke all over the place or whatever or they're skittish about public or they're skittish about on-site consumption or on-site ca- cafes first they should they should shop it that's one but two um, this this whole issue can be solved by just saying you can smoke marijuana anywhere you can smoke tobacco that 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 handles that logistical issue at a very very low cost at a very low cost it doesn't require a lot of it uh, energy and enforcement from the state they just say you can do it anywhere tobacco is smoked if you're over 21 and that's all they need to do and that, that would solve a lot of this issue we're having with public consumption being a thing i was listening to one podcast um earlier today when while i was while i was at work called prohibited and they were talking about how in dc um one of the one of the areas i mean one of the uh places that legalize adult use they give out like 90 percent of the tickets that they give out for public smoking is to to black americans 90 percent so what did I tell you? I, I mean, I don't like being right about this this public smoking or this public smoking racket that these states are doing to still disproportionately fine and ticket minorities even though marijuana has been legalized. That's what they're... I can, I can guarantee you and I can, I can bet money I'd probably get all that money back by saying that all these states are still having this issue, all these states that have legalized are still probably giving fines to people of color that are, are, are more likely to be poor, more likely to not own property that they can privately consume cannabis in. So, you know, it's it's sort of legalization for the privilege and then prohibition and decrim and fines and penalties for everyone else. But um, I, I guess that sort of wraps up what I have today for this episode. Um, I mean, I felt like I'd be remiss in not talking about this public smoking conundrum that New York is going to have. They're going to have to address it, and it's going to have to be seriously discussed and handled. Otherwise, you're going to continue to have huge disparities. I mean, New York. I remember New York 
New York City um, just recently, I think last year or the year before, or pretty recently, just saying, re pretty recently being like, we're, we're not going to issue citations or tickets or whatever for public smoking anymore because they were, they were in cart, they were ticketing and, and, and giving fines to so many people of color. And it was disproportionate. It was such a stark contrast, you know. I think there was like a statistic of New York being some like like having twenty percent black people or twenty percent minorities or something like that. I don't know the exact number. Have, having only twenty percent minorities, but then black and and Latino people being eighty percent of the arrests in New York City, even though they decrimmed in the seventies. You know, you're gonna have to close loopholes like this and just do things like making. Uh, cannabis consumable anywhere tobacco is. You solve a lot of that issue. You sidestep a lot of that issue doing that. But uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of what I had for this episode. Um, you know, check us out on all the platforms we're usually on. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends.